you have your Bibles with you, kindly open it to the first chapter of Colossians. I'll start with verse 19 up to verse 23. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19 to 23. The word of the Lord says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. And you, who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. Verse 23. If indeed you continue in the faith, stable and steadfast, not shifting from the hope of the gospel that you heard, which has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and of which I, Paul, became a minister. O Holy Father, Holy God, here we are again, your people gathered together as a big church on this Sunday. On this building, we honor you, Father. We glorify your name. Accept, Lord, the praises of your people. We have sung songs, Lord, that we pray that have brought a smile in your face. We know that you are in your throne in heaven right now. And at the same time, your presence is here with us this morning. Alam namin, Lord, na naririto ka. Banal na Espiritu, halayaan mo po na kayo ay aming sambahin sa umagang ito. At the same time, Lord, minister to us and comfort us. Lahat, Lord, ng merong mga nararamdamang mga sakit. At lahat, Lord, ng merong mga nararamdamang agam-agam for the challenges of this life. I pray, Father, I pray, Holy Spirit, that you will comfort them. That you will give them, Lord, that confidence that in you we have nothing to worry about and so this morning we offer to you our time we know Lord that you have something in store for us today so Lord open up our hearts and our minds and our eyes Lord so that we can store your message Lord into our hearts and so that Lord we can be able to see the reality all around us and yes, that we will be able to understand your message and your words. But before that, Ama, patawarin niyo po kami sa aming mga kasalanan. Make us worthy, Lord, in your presence today. O Lord, your servant, he has many, many sins. Hide him, Lord, in your grace, in your love, and in your presence. May it be that the words that will come out from his mouth will be words, Lord, of that will uplift each one of us and words, Lord, that will only come from you. Nothing, Lord, will come out that is not coming from you. So yes, we will sit down at your feet today, this morning at this hour, and speak to us, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody will say, you may now be seated. 
Pwede bang palakpakan natin ng Panginoon sa umagang ito? The loudest clap that we could give and offer. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. So, batiin nyo rin ang inyong katabi ng magandang umaga. Good morning. Uh, ako'y nagagalak. Naririto kayo sa umagang ito. <laughs> so, sa umagang ito mga kapatid, we have a brand new message again. I read in one of the pages in the Daily Walk in May, that was written in May 30, 1992. Ito yung English poet na si Elizabeth Barrett. Nung bata siya ay namuhay na merong partial, uh, partial na disability bago siya napangasawa ng isang lalaking nagngangalang Robert Browning in 1846. Now, lumaki si Elizabeth na under sa watchful eye ng kanyang napakalupit na ama. Ang description doon sa nabasa ko is a tyrannical, tyrannical father. So, malupit na ama. Nung siya at saka si Robert ay nagpakasal, ay nagplanong magpakasal, sabi nila gawin natin tung sikreto kasi ayaw nga ng kanyang mga magulang, lalong-lalo nung kanyang ama. So, After ng kanilang kasal, after nakinasal sila, the Brownings went to Italy where they live for the rest of their lives. Doon na sila nanirahan. But even if yung mga magulang ni Elizabeth ay itinakwil siya, even if they were strange, si Elizabeth ay hindi tumigil na kumontak sa kanyang mga magulang para ma-restore yung kanilang relationship. Halos linggo-linggo nagpapadala siya ng mga sulat. Pero alam niyo mga kapatid, kahit ni isa sa mga sulat na yon, hindi siya nakatanggap ng sagot. Sampung taon na ginawa ni Elizabeth yon. After 10 years, nakatanggap siya ng isang malaking kahon doon sa kanilang bahay sa Italy at binuksan niya yon at nakita niya na punong-puno siya nung kanyang mga sulat. Kahit ni isa sa kanyang mga sulat ay walang na-open. Alam nyo, yung mga letters na yon today was recompiled and compiled by publishers and it became the most beautiful classical English literature today. It was compiled and it became a book. Alam nyo mga kapatid, kung binuksan lang sana ng mga magulang ni Elizabeth, kahit isa o dalawa sa mga sulat na yon, maaring nag-reconcile yung kanilang relationship and they could have been restored as a family. You see, isa sa napaka-unpleasant na experience sa buhay is kung merong kang kaaway or merong kang kagalit. Do you agree with me? Yung mga may asawa dito, alam nila yon. Napaka-uncomfortable. Pagka merong kang alam na merong kang kagalit or merong kang kaaway, it's never pleasant. And you see, conflicts laging nagkukosto ng undue stress tsaka anxiety. Agree with me? I mean, bakit nga ba tayo nagkakaroon ng kaaway eh, nagbibigay lang ito ng stress natin? Pero on the other hand, isa sa pinakamagandang experience sa buhay is kung meron kang kapayapaan sa bawat isa. Amen? Or meron kang kapayapaan sa lahat. You have peace and you have no, you have no enemy. And especially, kung merong kang kapayapaan at na-restore yung relationship ninyo with, your, with an enemy. 
lalo kapag yung barrier na yan ay natanggal, yung hostility as ay nawala, yung mga salitang masasakit ay nawala, there is that joy and sense of release. Always it is a wonderful feeling, ecstatic feeling when yung kadati mong kaaway, dati mong kagalit becomes a friend again. You agree with me? But here's the truth. Ito ang katotohanan. Marami sa atin, marami sa mga tao ngayon na hindi nila nare-realize na they are at odds, kaaway nila or hindi nila kasundo. Yung isa sa enemy na pinaka-worst na maging kaaway mo sa buhay mo. That's the living God. He is the worst enemy that you could have. You see, yung ating kasalanan, our sin, means that outside of Christ, kinanta natin yung kanina, dun sa Agnus Day, Agnus Day ba yung title nun? We are enemies of God. Kaya si Paul sumulat sa Tagaroma in Rome, Romans chapter 5, verse 10, and I quote, it says, For if while we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to Him through the death of His Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through His life? Ito ang mensahe natin sa umagang ito, mga kapatid. Diniscribe ni Paul doon sa binasa ko kanina, yung four, four or five verses na yon, how we were formerly enemies of God. Dati tayong kaaway ng Panginoon. Alienated from Him. Engaged in hostile thinking. In, engaged in, dahil sa ating pag-iisip, ay nakakagawa tayo ng mga masama na hindi kaya-aya sa Kanya. Pero mahal tayo ng Panginoong Diyos. Because of His great love, He sacrificed His own Son on our behalf para baguhin yung relasyon na yan. To change from enemies to friends. Bilang sa pama- from alienation to reconciliation. Malayo, separate, binag-iimikan para mag-reconcile. Because Christ is the reconciler. Ang Panginoong Jesus ang nag-reconcile sa atin back to God. At ito yung pag-aaralan natin. And this is a very, very important theological study na bawat isa sa atin ay dapat maintindihan at malaman at matutunan. You see, doon sa Acts chapter 5, we have that series for almost a year. The apostles were seized and they were arrested by the authorities. And nung makita sila na they were there at the temple courts at nagpapagaling ng marami. So, kinulong niya yung mga, kinulong na mga authorities, yung mga apostles. Pero alam natin dun sa story, if you read it, that night, an angel of the Lord came and opened the doors for them. Para kinabukasan sa umaga, balik uli sila dun sa temple courts para mag-preach ng gospel at para magpagaling dun sa mga nangangailangan ng kagalingan. Nung malaman to ng mga authorities that time, they were furious and they were so jealous na ang plano nila ngayon hindi na lang ipakulong kundi i-execute sila lahat at patayin. Pero there was one man, his name is Gamaliel, and he is known as the mentor and teacher of Paul. Ang sabi niya, he warned them at sabi niya na kung ang ginagawa ng mga apostles ay hindi galing sa Diyos, mamamatayan at it will fail. Katulad nung nangyari sa grupo na led by a certain man named Theodas. And in verse 39, nandito na sa screen natin, Gamaliel said, and I quote, 
But it is from but if it is from God, you will not be able to stop this man. You will only find yourself fighting against God. That's a warning. And we know that God is the worst enemy that we could have. Fighting God is futile. At worst, it is very dangerous. Napakadelikado. At kung hindi tayo ma-reconcile sa Panginoong Diyos, haharapin natin yung eternal judgment when we die. Now, when we speak about this kind of things today, people hate it. But this is the reality. Merong eternal judgment. And this is the reason why we are here to gather together as a big church every Sunday. Alienation from God should cause far more anxiety. Mas lalo tayong matakot, mas lalo tayong nervyusin ng any other human conflict na ating alam. God's enemies desperately need to be reconciled to Him. Now, in verse 20, nung nabasa natin kanina, Paul wrote that there is a great need for peace. Merong nangangailangan ng napakalaking reconciliation between God and man. Dahil man is not at peace with God. And because of this, yung mga kaluluwa natin, tayo, we are restless, we are disturbed, we are lonely, we are empty, and sometimes we feel that we don't like, we don't have direction, and we don't have purpose. Man's soul is separated from God as it can be. Nakahiwalay. And God wants us to be at peace with Him. Gusto ng Panginoong Diyos na meron tayong kapayapaan sa Kanya. That we, have, that we have to be at peace with Him na hindi tayo kaaway ng Diyos. You see, man is not at peace with God. The relationship was broken by sin. Alam natin yon kasalanan. And sometimes, ang tao nagtatanong kung talaga bang merong Diyos. Does God really exist? Have you come to that point when you ask yourself, is God is really existing? Kasi ngayon sa social media, people are very blunt about it. We have a friend, a common friend, ni Leo and I, pag nag-post yun, talagang they attack the existence of God. Man is not experiencing the peace of God. Hindi na-experience yung kapayapaan na nanggagaling sa Diyos. Naglalakad throughout the day na just taking care of his own affairs. Pero yung kanyang puso is not settled and walang kapayapaan. Kasi nga hindi na-experience yung kapayapaan na nandun nga galing sa Panginoon. Walang complete assurance about life. He faces the circumstances, problems, difficulties, trials, and temptations of life na walang assurance. So, walang confidence. So, that's why every time na mayroong mga problemang dumarating, may mga karamdamang dumarating, anxiety is up the roof. Sabi ko nga nung nakaraang linggo, anxiety, to be anxious is okay. But to wallow in your anxiety is different. It's not okay. You're sinning against God if you wallow. Right? In your anxiety, in your, in your worries, in your doubts. Ito pa, man does not experience the God of peace. Hindi na-experience ng tao yung kaaway ng Diyos, yung, yung Diyos ng kapayapaan. He can dwell in our heart. 
and to flood yung ating mga kaluluwa, yung ating whole being. So, a man that is not experiencing the God of peace walks through life not knowing, hindi niya alam that he can have the peace that is beyond understanding. Ito yung sinabi ni Paul. I have that peace that is beyond understanding, hindi ko ma-explain. And the Father, ang amang Diyos, knows that man will never have this kind of peace unless siya mismo ang gagalaw. So this is the other side of the message ng verse ng John 3.16. God wants us to be at peace with Him. That's why alam natin yung John 3.16. And then in verse 19, nung binasa natin kanina, For God was pleased to have all His, the Father, His, the Father's fullness dwell in Him, speaking about Christ, and through Him, which is Christ, to reconcile to Himself, sa Panginoong Diyos, sa Ama, all things, whenever things on earth or things in heaven, by making peace through His, kaya pa yung Isokristo, sa, sa kanyang dugo, shed on the cross. Parang ito ginagamit, itong verses ito ginagamit ito ng mga universalists. Pero alam natin that the story of salvation is about us. About Jesus Christ dying for us, shedding His blood on the cross para tayo ay masave sa eternal punishment. So, He was given that fullness so that through Him we'll be reconciled to God. Now, sobra ang pagmamahal sa atin ng Diyos Ama. He is willing to sacrifice His own Son for our own sake. Actually, isang kwento lang ang nabasa ko at nalaman ko na isang Ama ay willing to really sacrifice His Son. And that's the story of Abraham and Isaac. You know that? I don't think na mayroon pang other stories that is like that. And every time that I read that story, sabi ko, kaya ko kaya itong gawin. Bilang isang ama. Eh, ayaw ang pagpastorin ng mga nanay at tatay yung kanilang mga anak eh. Kasi walang kita ang pastor. Yung pakayang isa sacrifice. So, sobra ang pagmamahal sa atin ng Diyos. We were alienated once, but now we are reconciled to God through Christ. Anong ibig sabihin ito, mga kapatid? We were alienated once, pero ngayon, we are reconciled to God through Christ. You see, ano ba ang nag-alienate sa atin sa Diyos? Sin, kasalanan, has alienated us from God. Ito yung naghiwalay sa atin sa Diyos. Ang sabi ni Paul, you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, and engaged in evil deeds. Pero teka lang. Paul was talking to the pagan Colossians. Tama? He was talking to a, to a church where the converts are not really Jews, they are pagans. Ba't tayo nasali dito? Ba't tayo kasali? Bakit meron tayong minsaheng ganito? Sasabihin natin, sasabihin niyo mga kapatid, I've never been hostile to God. I never fought Him. Hindi ako nakipag-away sa Diyos. I never hostile to Him. Tama naman, di ba? Hindi mo nga siya sinabing hindi ka totoo. Now, umatin naman ako palagi ng Sunday worship service. Narito ako every morning. I, every Sunday, I, I wake up very early in the morning so that I can worship. Present ako every time sa Sunday worship service. Present ako palagi sa prayer worship services. Nandun ako palagi. Wala akong absent sa mga classes ng class 101 at class 201. I am there. 
And I have been a Christian for so long. Alam nyo, hindi ito applicable sa akin. Ito yung masasabi siguro natin, no? because we are not, we, feeling natin we are not really fighting God. Dalawang bagay lang mga kapatid that we have to understand. We have to remember na ang Panginoong Diyos is completely holy and He hates sin. There is para tong langis at tubig, hindi pwedeng paghaluin. God is completely holy and He hates and He abhors, He abhors sin. Tayo naman, inborn sa atin mga kapatid, ang pagiging selfish and prideful. Tama? Bata pa nga lang, tinuturuan na natin unknowingly yung ating mga anak na maging selfish. Ano ba sa Tagalog yung selfish? Makasarili? Tinan niyo yung mga bata pag naglalaro. Ayaw niyang isel yung kanilang mga toys. Because we're inborn. We're born like that. And then when they go up, that kind of behavior and attitude becomes more and more pronounced. At nakikita. So we are born. Inborn sa atin yung pagiging selfish and prideful. Prideful. Sinusuyo na nga, ayaw pa rin. Di ako nakatingin doon sa mga... And because of this, this causes us to ignore God and pursue our own, our own ways. Kaya, mga kapatid, if you think that you are not alienated, in many ways, alienated tayo. Alienated ako sa Panginoon. Dahil yung kanyang holiness, holiness cannot have fellowship with my sins. The holiness of God cannot fellowship with all our sins. Hindi pwedeng paghaluin yun. Paul said, we were hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds. You see, lahat ng kasalanang nagagawa natin ay nakukunsib sa ating mga isipan. It starts with the mind. That's why Paul is very empathic when he wrote that Philippians 4.8, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely. What... Because alam niya na lahat ng kasalanan ay nag-uumpisa sa isipan. Kaya ang description ni Paul, hostile in mind. Kaaway. Kasi every time na meron tayong ganung pag-iisip, disobedience starts, disobedience to God starts and it results to bad actions and bad consequences. You see, lahat ng kasalanan begins within our hearts. Kaya sabi ng Panginoong Jesus sa Mark chapter 7 verse 21 to 22, ito niya kayong sinabi, For it is from within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly ng gagaling. Connected ang puso at isipan. It starts with the mind. And when we talk about the mind in the scriptures, speaks about our heart. Kaya kung iniisip natin that we are not alienated from God from time to time, think about it again. Pero merong good news. Christ's death reconciled us to God. Napakaganda ang translation ng Romans 5.11 sa New Living Translation Bible. Ito ang nakasaad. So now, we can rejoice in our wonderful new relationship with God because our Lord Jesus Christ has made us friends of God. Can I hear an amen to that? This is why Christ is supreme. 
This is why the Lord Jesus Christ is worthy of our praises. This is why, sabi ko noong nakarang Sunday, I love being a Christian. I can rejoice. Meron akong bagong relationship sa Panginoon because my God, the Lord Jesus Christ, has made us friends again. Kaya nabanggit ko kanina, napakasarap ang pakirandam kapag ka ikaw ay na-restore. Doon sa taong ikaw ay merong misunderstanding. Girlfriends, boyfriends, you can relate to this. Husband and wife, you can relate to this. Siblings, you can relate to this. Pag na-restore. And this is the ultimate restoration, reconciliation between God and man through the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, the Lord, the Father took the initiative. Siya na mismo ang gumawa ng paraan upang tayo ay maibalik sa Kanya. Siya yung gumawa ng paraan. Ang example na tayo na mga follower ng Panginoong Iso Kristo, we should be the ones that will be you know, doing tayo yung mag-initiate to have that reconciliation to whoever it is na meron kang kaalitan today. It's an example. Now, ano bang big deal about sin separating us from God? Bakit big deal yun? Kasi tayo mga tao, even if without God, we can forgive others. Di ba? In fact, meron nga mga non-Christian that are more forgiving than Christians. So why can't God just let bygones be bygones? Parang, okay na yan. Tapos na yan. Huwag na natin pag-usapan. Why did Christ has to die for our sins? Bakit kailangan ng Panginoong Jesus na mamatay para sa atin? Kasi kung ganito ang takbo ng isipan natin, mga kapatid, we are missing the whole point of who God is and how great sa kanyang mga mata ang kasalanan. He abhors it. This was the thinking of the Colossian Christians. Masyado silang naging tolerant sa kanilang mga kasalanang nagawa. Alam niyo yun? Tolerant? Na ah, okay lang yan, maliit lang yan. Uh, that small thing. Uh, meron tayong bagong, makabagong term of dyan, maliit na bagay. Ngayon natin maririnig natin na no? maliit na bagay. And we are becoming more tolerant. Alam nyo, hindi nagbago yan. Even during the time na mga time doon sa biblical time, sa New Testament, sa Colossians, it is still the same today. Walang pinagbago. Bagkos, mas lalo pa atang lumala ngayon. Yung naririnig natin to palagi, it is politically correct, accepted, pero it is morally wrong. Look at the laws that are being crafted today. Look at the laws that are being made today. It really attacks the very nature of God. But we have to understand, God doesn't tolerate sin. Hindi siya tolerant na lolo, katulad ko. <laughs> Sino yung mga lolo rito na nagtotolerate sa kanila mga apo? Minsan ako ganun. And then I really, you know, hindi ang Panginoong Diyos natin na hindi isang grandfather na pwedeng magsabi, ang buti ito. Di ka naman nanguhold up, so okay lang yan. Di ka rin pumapatay ng tao, okay lang yan. You're good. Mas marami ang nagagawa kung, oh, minsan, mas marami yung nagagawa kung kabutihan kesa sa kasamaan. So I'm okay. Sa totoo lang mga kapatid, pag pinag-uusapan yung kasalanan tulad ng topic natin dito ngayon, people smirks. Even some Christians, 
they don't discuss about things like about sin, about kasalanan. Parang, we are embarrassed when we talk about sin. Parang ayaw nating pag-usapan yun. Ang sabi ni R.W. Dale, doon sa kanyang libro na The Atonement, sabi niya, sin does not provoke our own wrath. That we do not believe that sin provokes the wrath of God. Anong ibig sabihin nun? Nakakagawa tayo ng mga kasalanan, hindi na po-provoke yung ating conscience na ito ay against sa Panginoon. At nakakalimutan natin that every sin that is being committed, God, you see, something that we have to really think about. Christ died to reconcile us to the Father so that pagdating ng panahon, pag dumating yung panahon na yung mga kapatid, we will come face to face with Him and our Lord Jesus Christ will present us perfect to God. Malinis na. Wala nang bahid ng kasalanan. That's the reason why the Lord Jesus Christ died. So that by the time that we are face to face with God the Father, we are clean. God is perfect and only the perfectness of Christ can make us acceptable in His presence. Walang ibang pwedeng makagawa, not even your good works. It's only the Lord Jesus Christ who can make you perfect before the presence of the perfect God. That's the reason why God the Father made the initiative to send His own Son to die for us, to make us perfect by the time comes na harap, kaharap na natin ang Panginoon that will be perfect before Him. Only the Lord Jesus Christ can make us perfect before the perfect, the presence of the perfect God. So ano ang kailangan natin gawin? What are we going to do? Number one, we have to accept that our sins will alienate us from God. Always will alienate us from God. And kailangan natin mag-reconcile sa Kanya. We have to be reconciled sa Kanya. Paano bang mag-reconcile? Alam naman natin, we have this gift of discernment. Every time that you commit something, no matter how small it is, talk to God and be reconciled with Him. Parang magulang lang yan at sa kanyang anak. Pag nagkasala yung, uh, yung anak, kailangan humingi ng tawad sa ama or sa ina. Pero sometimes, we children, we don't ask for forgiveness. And sometimes, tayo mga magulang, we just being passive. Pero in the presence of God, committing sin is not acceptable to Him. So that's why yung reconciliation, it's an ongoing process, part yun ng ating sanctification. Another thing is, kailangan nating pakinggan ang warning or ang admonition ni Paul sa Colossian Church. Ang sabi niya, we have to respond by continuing strongly in the faith. That's our response to the love, to respond to the love of Christ, to the, to the move and to the initiative that the, the God, the Father, gave us to respond by continuing strongly in the faith. Ito yung the same admonition na imiligay sa atin dito sa mga kataga at sa mga verses na nabasa natin. Ang sabi ni Paul, if indeed you continue in the faith, if you continue with the faith, it means yung personal faith natin. If we will continue, but in the context of the Colossian issue, he means the faith of the church. Ito, the whole church. Dahil mayroong conjunction word doon, ang conjunction word doon na if, ang ibig sabihin nun, may condition. 
If indeed you continue, may condition na binigay sa atin. The conjunction word if, it means on condition. Ibig sabihin nun, Paul is giving us a warning. Just like what he that he gave a warning to the people in Colossae. Alam niyo mga kapatid, ang testing ng mga ng pananampalataya natin, yung genuine na pananampalataya, is that it perseveres by holding on to the gospel, to the words of Christ. The genuine faith of a Christian is that it perseveres to hold on to the gospel. And so, merong implicit warning yung word na if. Ibig sabihin doon, it's our responsibility to remain in the faith. Na huwag kalimutan yung ating pananampalataya to remain to it. Alam nyo, sa Bible, sa scriptures, yung sovereignty or yung supremacy ng Diyos and our responsibility as a response to that sovereignty of God, it always come together in one verse. Hindi siya hinihiwalay. Laging magkasama yung sovereignty of God and our response and our responsibility to the sovereignty of God. Hindi yan hinihiwalay. So, we have to stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. Deeply rooted and firm in our faith. Hindi natin dapat pakawalan or don't give up the hope that was given to us. And we have to proclaim to all people the gospel. Ang sabi ni Paul, stay deeply rooted and firm in your faith. Ang ibig sabihin ng deeply rooted is that established. Ibig sabihin, yung mga punong kahoy na deeply rooted, kahit pa anong lakas, anong lakas ng hangin at anong lakas ng bagyo, hindi siya matutumba. Talking about strong foundation. That's our topic and that's our theme last August. Talking about strong foundation. Firm, it means growing strong, steadfast, undeterred, settled. Pag ikaw ay firm sa faith mo, hindi ka, hindi ka lalamya-lamya. You are growing strong. Matibay. Matibay ang puso, matibay ang pag-iisip, matibay ang buong pagkatao in, the, in times of challenges and trials in life. Steadfast. Steadfast, ibig sabihin, pagka merong mga, pag merong mga problema, it's always the Lord ang tatawagin. Hindi si kapitbahay o hindi si kapatid o hindi si sino man. Undeterred, hindi na babahala. Settled. Not only that, ang sabi ni Paul, don't give up on the hope that was given to us. This means that we should not be swayed away or magpadala sa mga bagay na nakikita natin sa mundo. Hindi magpadala sa lust, hindi magpadala sa greed, hindi magpadala sa comfort, hindi magpadala sa pride, hindi magpadala sa fame, hindi magpadala sa power, even family, even your friends, even persecution, even your job, and of course, false teaching. Now, controversial yung nabanggit ko about comfort, family, friends, job. Kasi comfort, we all want to have comfortable lives. Tama? We all want to be comfortable. Kaya gusto tayong magsikap, pagtapos ng pangalit kasi gusto natin maging comfortable sa, sa buhay. But if it's the only goal in your life to be comfortable, then you are mistaken. You will never ever find, find it. 
apart from the grace of God. Kaya kinanta natin kanina, only by the grace, only by the grace. Family, yes. Because there are families that are iisa lang yung mananampalataya. The rest, hindi. And it's always a conflict. Now, because of that conflict with family, are you going to give up the hope? Challenge yun. So think about that. Friends, ah, ito, arami kong ano rito, experience. Pag umuwi ako doon sa amin, sa lugar namin, yung mga panunuyang medyo, <laughs> sa akin, tinatawan ako na lang. Tatawagin ka, Dan, lika rito. Lang namin, hindi ka namuino, mag-preach ka na lang dito. Yung mga ganun, it's, it's a form of persecution. But for me, I take it in stride and take it with a grain of salt. Friends, job, trabaho, dito tayo nabubuhay, dito tayo naghahanap, dito tayo kumukuha ng, ng ating ikabubuhay. And to be honest, there are jobs that makes you compromise your faith. Merong mga trabaho na nakukompromise yung pananampalataya natin. Think about that. Think about that. It's a challenge. But think about that. So don't give up the hope na binigay sa atin. And there are so many things that will always rip us apart from the hope that was given to us by the Lord. Lastly, ang sabi ni Paul, the gospel has been proclaimed to every creature under heaven and of which I, Paul, have become a servant. Meaning, ang sabi ni Paul, part of our continuing strong in the faith is to share the gospel. Huwag talagang kalimutan in every way that we could, to share it, share the gospel, to always think and remember that we are sent in every situation and in every circumstance. Hindi ka ipinadala doon as an accident. You were there to become a harbinger of hope. That's how we try to become strong in our faith. Mga kapatid, just like what Paul said, na ang salita ng Diyos is living. There are many ways to apply this message to our lives today. Maraming kaparaanan. Depending doon sa situation ng bawat isa sa atin. Una, if you haven't reconciled to God yet to trust Christ's sacrifice on the cross, then that's your urgent need today. Kung hindi ka pa reconciled sa Panginoon, it's your assignment today. Ang sabi ni Paul, don't delay. Now is the day of salvation. Pag narinig mo ang mensahe na ito, ikaw na nag-worship ngayon sa amin online, if you have heard this message, today is the day of salvation. Don't delay. Repent and be reconciled to God. Repent and be reconciled to God. Pangalawa, if you're not deeply rooted and firm in the faith, ibig sabihin, ikaw ay nagsisway, sway-sway ganyan from left to right, because you are not yet that strong in your faith. You are not deeply rooted. Your assignment, mga kapatid, is to lay out a plan and get started. Huwag niyong pababayaan yun, mga kapatid. If you don't have any plans yet, start that planning today. Read the Bible. Read the Bible now and decide to do it consistently. Huwag kayong umasa sa mensahe lang sa, hap- sa-, sa Sunday. Huwag kayong umasa sa kayong nababasa nyo lang sa Facebook. 
Make it intentional and do it on yourselves. And there are so many ways to do it. Kung masyado tayong mahilig sa internet, sa Google, ah, there are so many free resources in the internet today. Hindi mo na kailangang magbayad. Nag-uusap nga kami ng ating pastoral team. Today, is not, it's not that hard to prepare a message compared to how it was 30 years ago. Kasi kailangan mo ng maraming libro sa harap mo. Ngayon, I only need my laptop, two screens, my app, and I can prepare the message. You can also do that. Gamitin natin yung technology to our own advantage, not the technology taking advantage of us. Again, look at, look at your smartphones. How long are you been doing social media? Masusukat nyo yun. And how many hours you have wasted just there sitting without doing something to make your faith rooted and established. A challenge for all of us. And for those that na experience na yung reconciliation, gusto kong makita ang mga kamay na reconciled na to God. Raise your hands. Naihiya kayo, hindi kayo reconciled to God. For those of you who have been reconciled to God, who have been experiencing this, and has continued to experience yung reconciliation na yan sa Panginoon, ibig sabihin, meron kang kapayapaan sa puso mo, irregardless of what the situation in your life is, you are experiencing the reconciliation that has been given to you by the Lord Jesus Christ between you and the Lord. You are responsible to continue that. Huwag mong pababayaan yan. Huwag kang mag-backslide. Continue doing that. In closing, mga kapatid, let me tell you a very touching story, a true story that happened many, many years ago. In the middle of this story, I would like to request the present worship team to come up. Ang story na ito na nabasa ko, true story, Heaven's Gift, written by Tim Kimmel in his book, Little House on the Freeway. World War II, Japan invaded South Korea, invaded the peninsula of Korea, the Korean peninsula. Japan was ruthless. Overwhelmed ang mga Koreans doon sa brutality ng mga sundalong Hapones. Yung the crime against women and children were inhuman, hindi matanggap ng mga sikmura natin. And many Koreans live today with the physical and emotional scars from the Japanese occupation. Namit ko ang isang presidente ng isang napakalaking transformer factory sa Korea some 10 years ago, doon sa Chuchungbukdo. Tinanong ko siya, bakit napansin ko dito sa Korea walang malalaking puno, lahat maliliit? He said, during the World War, Second World War, the Japanese, Japan took all our resources. Sabi niyang ganyan. So naalala ko lang when I... I was able to encounter this, this, this story. During that time, sinisingle out na mga Japanese soldiers ang oppression sa mga Christians. So yung mga Japanese army, they when they overpowered Korea, ang unang-unang ginawa nila was to board up all evangelical churches at ipaalisin yung lahat ng mga missionaries. Lahat ng mga foreign missionaries, wala kayong room dito sa Korea, umalis kayo. Now, it has always fascinated me bakit hindi na nag-learn ng lesson ang tao to learn from history. 
yung mga nagko-conquer ng nations, they think and they consistently felt that you shut up churches would shut down Christianity. It didn't work in Rome. So when the church was persecuted and it was established there, it hasn't worked nung gusto nilang tangpatayin yung church. And in fact, the church has grown. Yet somehow during the time, this time, ang mga Japanese soldiers, they thought na meron silang, meron silang certain level of success na ma-shut down ang mga Christian churches sa, sa Korea. So ang ginawa nila, they, they, they don't allow worship service, pinadlak yung lahat ng mga simbahan, at lahat ng mga major pastors and key Christian spokesmen, pinatay nila. And the oppression intensified as the Japanese military increased yung kanilang presence sa South Pacific. Sa Netflix, sa History Channel, you can find that there, yung, yung mga gera in the, in the Pacific Island, including the Philippines. So yung the land of the rising sun spreads its influence through the region with savage brutality. Brutal na brutal. Anguish filled the hearts of the oppressed and kindled hatred dun sa kanilang mga puso. Galit na galit ang mga Koreans. Merong isang pastor na Koreans who was persistently entreated his local Japanese police. Lagi niyang kinukulit. Pwede ba kahit one time lang mag-worship kami? Every day, every day, kahit one time lang mag-worship kami. Yung kanyang pangungulit, bumigay yung commander nung, nung mga Japanese soldiers doon sa kanilang lugar at inalaw sila to meet one time. Hindi nagtagal narinig ng mga Christians in that place na merong worship service so they flocked to that little church and all of them were there. Committed Christians, starving for an opportunity for unhindered worship, they quickly made their plans at pumunta sila doon sa malit na simbanon. Long before dawn, Sunday, mga kapatid, lahat ng mga Korean Christians doon, the families throughout a wide area, made their way to the church. Imagine this. They've been starving for the Word of God for so long. And when they were allowed to worship, nandun sila lahat, nagpo-procession papunta sa church building nila. So, dinaanan nila yung mga sundalong Japanese na nakatingin sa kanilang ganyan. They were staring at them. And iniisip nila, ito yung mga taong trying to steal our joy. So nung napasok na sila doon sa church, they closed the doors behind them, and then tinanggal nila yung lahat ng kanilang mga gamagam, and they worship God. Yung kanilang anxiety na wala, they just glorified the Lord that Sunday morning. You see, ang Korean church is well known for singing. So yung kanilang pag-aawit, naririnig sa labas. The praise, yung kanilang praise and worship ay hindi pwedeng maitago, naririnig sa labas. Song after song, naririnig ng mga tao, including ng mga Japanese soldiers that Sunday morning. Merong mga peasants listening nearby. The last two songs ng congregation sang na parang nagsuspended in time sila. It was during that stanza of Nearer My God to Thee na yung mga Japanese na police, they were waiting outside and they were waiting for the order so anong gagawin kasi napakalawd na ng kanilang worship service. Yung mga tao o yung mga worshipers na nandun sa likod ng church, naririnig nila kung ano yung commotion sa labas. At naaamoy nila ngayon na binubuhusan na pala ng kerosene yung buong church. And then sinindihan Kahoy na simbahan, 
It's a small church, biglang nagliyab, and all of them were there. The whole structure fell down on them. Lahat. Maraming gustong pumunta sa window para maligtas, pero hindi sila makakaligtas dahil babarilin sila doon. Makakaligtas ka sa apoy, pero yung bala hindi ka makakaligtas because they were there. They were really massacred. Momentary of hope recoiled in horror yung mga taong nandun, mga kapatid sa loob ng church. But the pastor, sa kanya, iniisip niya, it was the end. Kalmadong-kalmadong tumayo while the building was raging with fire at with confidence, niled niya ang buong congregation to sing a song in praise and worship. And it served as a fitting farewell to earth and a loving situation salutation to heaven. The first few words will be the prompting that terrified worshippers needed. Yung kanila mga mata, maanghang sa sobrang kapal ng usok, they were joined us to sing their hope and leave their legacy. Their song became a serenade to the horrified and helpless witnesses outside. Their words also tag at the hearts of the cruel men who oversaw this flaming execution on the descent. Kahit gaano kakakruel, pag nakikita mo yung situation na yun, may mga Japanese soldiers doon that they were, hindi nila matiis yung situation. The words of the hymnals look like this. Alas, and did my Savior bleed? Did my sovereign die? Would He devote that sacred head for such a worm as I? Before nag-collapse ang roof, they sang the last verse. But drops of grief can ne'er repay the debt of love I owe. Here, Lord, I give myself away. Tis all that I can do. At the cross, at the cross where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away, it was there my faith I received my sight and now I am happy all the day. The elements that formed that day, mga kapatid, has really stained the relationship and even nagkaroon ng napakalaking void sa mga puso ng mga Koreans. Erasing the hates for decades is impossible. For some of the victims, ng mga relatives sa mga victims doon, naiisip nila kung ano yung mga nangyari. Even yung mga kwento-kwento lang. And their hate for the Japanese became stronger, grow stronger by the day. You see, they loathe the Japanese. Sa mga taong dumaan at lumipas, yung bitterness na yun ay naipas on sa mga generation. Bagong generation. Yung mga BTC ngayon, mga BTS ngayon. Talk to them about what happened. The Japanese, although conquered, remained a hated enemy. So yung mga Koreans, they plan to build a monument on that same exact location where the church was burned to stand as a mute reminder doon sa kanilang pain. In the rest, how could rest coexist with a bitterness deep as marrow in the bones? Suffering, of course, is part of life. People hurt, hurt people. Almost all of us have experienced it at some time. Maybe, mga kapatid, we're hurt of, you know, we came home to find that your spouse had abandoned you, iniwanan ka ng asawa mo. Or when your integrity is being destroyed by a co-worker, or nagkaroon ka ng karamdaman na alam mong hindi na magagaling, or when your company has collapsed because 
of corruption, it kills you inside. Bitterness, kapaitan, clamps down in your soul like iron shackles. Ito ang nararamdaman ng mga Korean people. Mahirap, nahihirapan silang mag-forgive. At hindi nila naiintindihan yung phrase na peace that passes all understanding. Yung hatred killed their joy. Until 1972 came, that an any hope came. Merong mga group of Japanese Christians and pastors who traveled to Korea to look at that same memorial. Nung mabasa nila ang detalye ng tragedy na yun, lahat sila ay nahiya. The names of their spiritual brothers were there and the sisters were there, nandun sa listahan. And they were overcame with shame. Alam nila na yung kanilang bansa ay nagkasala and even though none of them ay involved dun sa nangyaring yun, in fact, iba sa kanila na hindi pa ipinapanganak na mangyari yung massacre na yun, they felt that national guilt that could not be excused. So bumalik sila sa Japan, committed to right or wrong, gusto nilang, gusto nilang ayusin at i-correct yung pagkakamali. There was an outpouring of, of emotions from believers in Japan, mga Christians sa Japan, and they raised 10 million yen or equivalent to $25,000 during that time in 1972. The money was transferred and nakatulong yun upang maitayo ang isang napakagandang white church building in that area, in the site of the tragedy mismo. So it was dedicated. During the dedication of the building, a delegation from Japan came and he joined, they joined the relatives ng mga Koreans and there are some special guests. Although tinanggap nila ang generosity ng, ng mga Japanese, pero yung attempt ng mga Hapon to really reconcile with the Korean brothers, hindi nila matanggap-tanggap because the memories, bad memories were still there. Alam niyo mga kapatid, hatred preserves pain. It keeps the wounds open and the hurt. Yung bitterness ng mga Koreano has been there for so long. Christian brothers or not, these Japanese were descendants of a ruthless enemy. So pagkatapos ng mga speeches and then na-recall yung tragedy, what happened, and the names of the honor and the names of the dead were honored, kailangan nang tapusin yung worship service. Someone in the, in the, in the, in the congregation na napag-isipan na I think it would be appropriate na kantahin natin yung mga kanta na kinanta din nila. So they sang the song. The song leader began the words to near my God to thee. And then something remarkable happened as the voices of the Korean and the Japanese Christians joined in that familiar melody. While the memories was flying in their minds mixed with the truth of the song yung resistance for forgiveness started to melt. The inspiration that gave hope to a doomed collection of churchgoers in a past generation gave hope once more. The song leader closed the service with a hymn at the cross. Alam natin na yung mga Japanese, they're stoic. Minsan, hindi marunong gumiti. But they cannot contain themselves. They, they began to tear up. They began to cry. And tears fill in their eyes during the song. And suddenly, nararamdaman nila that there is something that is going out in our hearts. They turned to their Korean spiritual relatives and begged them to forgive us. 
the guarded, callous hearts of the Koreans were not quick to surrender. Ayoko! But the love of the Japanese believers, unintimidated by decades of hatred, tore at the Koreans' emotion. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my heart rolled away. One Korean turned toward the Japanese brother. Then another. And then the floodgates na silang lahat ay nagyayakapan. And they let go of their emotion. The Koreans met their new Japanese friends in the middle and they clung and hugged each other and they cried and they wept. Japanese tears of repentance and Korean tears of forgiveness intermingled the but, that but the sight of an old nightmare. That very day, heaven had sent the gift of reconciliation to a little white church in Korea. That's what reconciliation is all about. That's why the Lord Jesus Christ died for all of us. To have that kind of reconciliation between us and God the Father and between us and all the people na meron tayong mga kapatid, reconciliation is at the heart of the gospel. It's the message of the gospel. It's the restoration of relationship. And the word reconciliation means to renew a friendship or to restore to a right relationship. Ang sabi ni Paul sa church na yun, that if anybody was going to be saved, you have to be reconciled to God. It must be through the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the only one who can renew a relationship with God. Galatians 2.20, last verse, Paul said, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live. But Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave Himself up for me. Let us all together stand as we all together sing the response song for God's message this morning.
Sige po, makakapun ako lahat. <laughs> sa ating pagpapatuloy, sa ating pagbibigay ng kaloob, nasabi dito sa 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, that whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whoever sows generously will, ever, will also reap generously. Each one must give as he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion. For God loves a cheerful giver, and God is able to make all grace abound to you, so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Amen. Amen. Sa ating Tyson offering ngayon, nandito ang ating offering box sa harapan. And for our online worshipers, you may give on our Union Bank account under Alliance Bible Christian Church with the account number 0010100 Sige po, maaari na po tayong magsimula. Sige po, uh, nangyayang ko po lahat na tumayo. Let's offer a prayer of thanksgiving to our God. O mahal naming Ama, kami nagpapasalamat sa inyo, sa inyong walang humpay na blessing sa amin, Panginoon. Kami naririto ngayon upang magpasalamat, makinig ng iyong salita, at ialay aming mga kaloob sa inyo, Panginoon. Magsilbinawa itong uh, further uh, use sa ministry dito sa Olonga po, Panginoon. And I pray for each and every one, Panginoon, of our uh, businesses, our works, Panginoon. Yung mga pinagkukunan po namin ng pinagkakakitaan, Panginoon. Patuloy mo pong pausubungin, Panginoon. Upang sa gayon, patuloy at patuloy po kami mapagbigay po sa inyo, Panginoon. Muli, maraming salamat at naalay namin ito, Panginoon, with much thanksgiving in our hearts, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Mga kapuna pong lahat. <coughs> Good morning po. <laughs> Good morning. I'm so happy to see you all once again this Sunday. And I'm really glad also sa ating mga online worshipers to uh, go ahead and view the live stream ngayon. And uh, sa mga announcement natin, I do see familiar faces. Sila Kuya Albert nandyan sa likuran. Hello Kuya Albert, welcome. Muli nakita ko di kita. And also, uh, may bisita po tayo ngayon si Rose Alota. Bisita po ni Kuya Albert. Ayan po. Hello po, uh, Rose. And really glad to see you here. 
joining with us in our worship service. For uh, further announcements, ang ating live stream worship patuloy pong nangyayari yan. Every 9 o'clock in the morning, ang ating pre-live stream ay 8.30 nagsisimula na. So sa mga bagong uh, worshipers po natin online, hello po sa inyo. And uh, ayan po, every Sunday po tayo nag-worship service as a church. And for other announcements, nandiyan po ang ating Yan, ang ating prayer meeting, <laughs> prayer meeting every Wednesday po yan, 6 o'clock in the uh, evening. So every Wednesday po via Zoom, so uh, yung mga link naman po, sinesend po uh, before the start of the prayer meeting. So isang uh, oras po tayo magpe-pray, and although nag-extend minsan, pero ayun, uh, alam nyo naman na po <laughs> And uh, for our life group, uh, every uh, weekdays uh, weekdays or, or weekends depende sa time ng uh, mga life groups yung mga life group ng men life group ng women ng youth boys and girls ayan po so please coordinate with your life group leaders accordingly and uh, class 201 later after the service no pastor after the service ang class 201 so yung mga booklets po ninyo i-ready niyo na po may isa pong lib naka-free doon na 201 Uh, unahan na lang po sa mga nakaka, di nakadala ng mga booklets ninyo. So, other announcements po, ang ating mga birthday celebrants for this week, si uh, Lea Tris sa 26 and si Ate Jaisel. <laughs> Ay, wala, wala si mama mo? Oh, sige, mama, next Sunday pa naman siya. <laughs> okay, so, ayan po. And for other announcements, Pluto. Uh, please do keep in touch on our Facebook page and YouTube channel for other announcements regarding the activities for this week. For our closing prayer, Kailante. Uh, before starting closing prayer, just would like to uh, remind each one na uh, pag-pray natin si Mayet. Mayet will undergo uh, surgery bukas. No oras yet, alas ocho na umaga, doon ka na. Let's pray for God's uh, provision, God's intervention. Uh, parang tatanggalin nata yung kanyang stone sa kanyang gallbladder. Ang gallbladder mismo tatanggalin. And uh, would like to take this opportunity also to thank you all for the prayers you've uttered before para kay, kay Kirk. Uh, she's recu- uh, he's recuperating right now. Uh, amazing dahil nagumpisa na kaagad na mag-rehabilitate. days lang after ng, ng surgery, rehabilitation kaagad, bilis talaga doon. Sana all. <laughs> Sana all. And uh, let's continue to pray for uh, fast recovery and healing so that by two months time, makabalik na siya sa, sa work. Okay? So, would like to request si Maya to come over para ipag-pray ka ng congregation. Let's all stand up. Let's all stand up and uh, let's extend our, our hands kay Mayet. Lord, naririto po ang inyong anak, Sister Mayet. Bukas po ang kanyang schedule for uh, surgery para tanggalin, Lord, ang may konting diferensya, Lord, sa kanyang katawan. And we hope, Father, and pray that everything will just went, will just go well, na ikaw po ang mag-guide sa kanyang surgeon. Lahat, Lord, ng mga ilalapat na gamot sa kanya ay maging daluyan ng inyong pagpapagaling sa kanya. It's a lot, Lord. We pray that you will give her confidence, give her, Lord, assurance na um, walang imposible po sa inyo. And ang yung healing po, kiniklaim na namin ngayon pa lang para sa aming kapatid. Lord, strengthen his physical, her physical body. At we also pray, Lord, na 
for the provisions, financial provisions nun kailangan nila para sa hospital bukas, Lord, sa St. Jude. I pray lahat sa merong mga karamdaman sa umagang ito, si nanay, si tatay, lahat ng mga nakasurvive ng kanilang mga karamdaman at now they are thriving, Sister Susan, Sister Delia, my wife, Gina, all the rest is Sister Joy na naririto ngayon. Lord, continue, Father, to strengthen their physical well-being. And Lord, I pray also for Kirk, na ngayon ay nag-worship kasama namin online, that he will recover fast and heal well, Father. At sa lahat ng mga hindi nabanggit ng mga pangalan right now, Lord, for healing, I know that you know them. There's no need for us, Lord, to really name them because you know each one. And you know, Lord, even the numbers of our hair. So, Lord, there's nothing impossible with you. So, Lord, we claim healing for each one. We claim, Lord, for, for uh, strong physical uh, bodies for each one right now, Lord. Maghihiwahiwalay kami sa umagang ito to go out, Lord, in the four corners of this building na maging maliliit na churches again. Lord, may it be that we will become a channel of reconciliation. Salamat sa inyong mensahe na narinig namin ngayon. Salamat, O Lord Jesus Christ, for your death on that cross. Higit sa lahat, salamat Ama for taking that initiative, Lord, Father, to, to save us from eternal damnation. May it be, Father, that what we have heard today will always uh, redound, will always bounce, Lord, in our mind and in our hearts. Now you hate sin and that we are constantly to be reconciled sa inyo, Ama. Salamat, O Lord Jesus Christ, for being the reconciler, the great reconciler, the great equalizer. So maraming maraming salamat for your message this morning. Salamat sa mga awitin. Salamat sa lahat-lahat. And as we go out, Lord, from this building, make us a blessing. Continue, Lord, to bless us and make us a blessing. And of course, Lord, we, we pray for healing sa lahat-lahat, Lord, ng mayroong mga karamdaman ngayon. And higit sa lahat, Lord, we pray for reconciliation, for those relationships that have been broken for what, in one way or the other. And may it be, Father, na kami mismo ang maging channel of reconciliation and a blessing, Lord, for a, re for a relationship that will be restored once more. Maraming maraming salamat. We give you back the glory and honor. The love of the Father and the comfort of the Lord Jesus Christ and the presence of the Holy Spirit be with us all, both now and forever. Everybody will say, Amen and Amen. Salamat. Tapos na po ang ating panambahan. Good morning sa lahat. Let us now take this time po to greet each other.
bless for every.